Welcome to the MPYA podcast. MPYA is a gathering designed specifically for young adults. In this podcast, you'll hear messages from our gatherings as well as conversations that we hope will help you navigate these defining years of your life. We hope you'll join us as we explore practical ways we can follow Jesus in our everyday lives. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram at North Point Young Adults and subscribe to the podcast if you like what you hear. But with that in mind, let's jump into this week's episode. Hey, what's up, podcast world? It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. You're the problem. Who are you? What problem are you? What's happening? I'm just kidding. It's Clay. I'm here. Uh, Taylor Swift's just kind of on the brain right now. She is. As she literally always is. Yeah, I have. Uh, <laughs> for some. First. <laughs> for some. Well, now for she's all. entered into the football world. Thank goodness. And so I see all of the memes, everything happening with Travis Kelsey. She's taking over the world. She's like, all right, I got the music industry. I got the like TV industry, yeah. movies. Let's head into sports. Yeah. She's trying to win the hearts of all the guys when their wives it's are obsessed working. with her. and they're She's already been performing the whole Ares tour at football stadiums. <laughs> I kind of think this is all a conspiracy. Okay, I I've actually have, I have like a pretty intense like theory about all this okay so i trust you tell so you know so typically taylor's pretty secretive since she broke up with joe or since joe and her broke up she's been a little bit more out there with her new relationships but typically she tries to keep them under wraps so it's a little bit suspicious Mm. that she's going to his game and hanging out with his mom and like being adorable and taking over the news yeah so my theory is it doesn't that doesn't seem necessarily like her to me. Do you know what else is happening in pop culture right now? Dude. Some interesting information? What? I don't think I do. Joe Jonas and Sophie I Turner. Did see that. Okay. So Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner are getting a divorce. Yep. You know who's really good friends with Taylor? Sophie. You know who they were caught at dinner together, Sophie and Taylor, right after the divorce was like in the media. So I imagine, here's what I pictured. They're talking. Okay, they're talking back and forth. Sophie's very upset. Taylor's being a good friend. And Taylor looks at Sophie and she goes, what can I do to like help this situation? And Sophie looks at her friend Taylor and says, I just, it's so hard to go through a divorce in the public eye. And so Taylor says, oh, I know what I can do, girlfriend. You know what hasn't been talked about since Travis and Taylor are out? Joe and Sophie, she's just making a big deal so that her friend doesn't have to go through a divorce in the public eye because she's a good friend. That's my theory. I'm going to be honest. I don't think Taylor is that selfless. I think oh. she what she is such a good friend. Maybe. Do you know her? <laughs> she's my friend. <laughs> I, from my perspective, I think it's more like a conspiracy. I kind of think... Uh, you don't think they really are like each other? No, I think Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift both love the limelight. They like being the center of attention. And so when this all started to become a thing, I see your face. What do you what is this? I okay, I think we can live in both worlds. It doesn't mean like yeah, they like attention, but also they could like each other. Why is it one or the other? I just feel like they're playing into the hype. Like the Oh, they definitely are. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm not saying they're not, but they could still be dating and like each other. I will say though, like kind of every relationship plays into the hype a little bit. Yeah. You know, like you do like soft launches. <laughs> yeah, I know about that. It all just feels a little disingenuous to me, you know? Well, 
Taylor has ta- is taking over the world one sport at a time. I'm going to get you a Scary. Travis Kelsey jersey for Christmas. I think, no, for real, we can talk offline about this. I think for <laughs> Halloween, you need to be Travis Kelsey and I need to be Taylor and we can dress up Haven as a little football. Okay. I like <laughs> it. I don't hate it. That would be really fun. But that means they have to last that long. Okay, it's a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't laugh. It'll be fine. If she's, do you think she's at Sunday's game? Yeah. Mm. I wonder if it's at Arrowhead again. Is her tour over? Oh, no. Oh. No, it's not. How's that going to work? She can do whatever she wants. I don't know. But I, <laughs> I sometimes I in my head, I'm like, I wonder what Taylor's doing right now. And usually if it's before like 2 p.m., I'm like, she's probably asleep. Yeah. Yeah. She probably sleeps in. Or on a private Got some yeah, late nights. Somewhere. Yeah. Anyway. Speaking of disingenuous <laughs> relationships. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Okay, I get it. I, I see what you did there. Yeah, this leads me to the... Question today. How do I know my faith is genuine? Oh, wow. wow. How do I know my relationship with Jesus is genuine? And not just like a conspiracy theory. Right. Fake. Um, last time, uh, Zach kicked off this new series, Living the Dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he talked about this. He kind of went on this little side note or this little rabbit trail. Not He didn't spend too much time yeah. on it. But... Uh, basically talking about, he talked about Lydia in Acts and how Paul and Silas were on this mission trip and they went and found Lydia. And ultimately she was a worshiper of God, but she wasn't a follower of Jesus. Hmm. And so he kind of made this little note that we can actually be a worshiper, but not a believer. Hmm. He said, it's honestly a little scary that you can be religious potentially, but not know Jesus. So you can show up to church every Sunday. You can come to North Point Young Adults on Thursday nights. You sure can. Be in a small group. You can worship, you can do all the things, but not actually know who Jesus is. Um, so you can or know ha- Jesus. Or yeah, true. Yeah, know Jesus, not necessarily know who he is. Good. Um, Thanks, Allie. Yeah, just, and you know. So then he finished the talk. It's an amazing talk. You should go and listen to it. But I just want to dive into that point a little bit further. How do we know? How can we be confident that our faith is real? Um, especially when we read stories like Lydia's or I went and read too, in Acts, because I was kind of intrigued by this topic, Um, the story of Cornelius, also in Acts 10, where he also uh, was a worshiper of God. He was generous and he prayed, Hmm. and yet he didn't follow Jesus. And to bring this into our context or our world, I think we actually see this a lot today, where people pick up these aspects of um, Christian morality Hmm. or things that, like, for the most part, people will say, I like Je- I like Jesus. Like, I like the things he taught. I like what he did. But they but they don't necessarily go all in and, and say, I believe that he died on the cross for my sins and was raised from the dead. And so how do we know for certain that we are, like, believers, that we have yeah. accepted Jesus as our Savior? Hmm. I love that we're talking about this because I think, um, kind of like what you're saying, Clay, like, people can get on board with— like, oh, I like Jesus, and I like the life that he teaches yep. and, and, you know, biblical principles. But I think we've also just kind of lumped into that category, um, culture or people um, in today's time, just identifying as Christians. Mm. Like, oh, yeah, yeah that's Christian. true. Yeah. Like, that label is so easy to put on yourself, but you don't actually know what that means. And it's like, well, I'm a Christian— because I grew up going to church, right? And my grandma would take me on Easter. Like, 
what does that actually mean? I don't mean? say the F word. You're right. And oh. um, <laughs> I Good. Good. I was listening to uh, Jonathan Bakluda podcast or message the other day, and he was talking about how he asked people kind of like one of his staple questions when he's witnessing, hey, if you stood before God today yep. and he asked, why, why should I let you in, what would you say? Yep. And he was like, by and far, the question that I get all the time is, or the answer is, well, I, I've been a really good person, mm-hmm. and I, I went to church my entire life. I, I did these things. I loved people well. I was nice to my neighbors. I tried to really raise a nice, loving, good family. Yep. And it's like all of these things have the look like they look like the Christian life. Yeah. But they're missing the main thing. Yeah. The gospel. I, yeah. Because I think a lot of our world has this general idea of what a good person looks like. Or quote unquote Christian. Ex- yeah, exactly. So we have this general morality, but at the end of the day, it starts to kind of fall apart if yeah. we don't have Jesus. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Even, you know, I work for our high school ministry and I was talking a couple weeks ago about this and the difference of like, you're a quote-unquote Christian or you're like a follower of Jesus. Yeah. Um, And kind of my whole point was being a Christian is doesn't cost you anything. Mm. Like throwing an Instagram on a, a, your, a Bible verse on your Instagram bio, signing up for camps, showing up at church whenever you like feel like it or like are wanting to, that doesn't cost you a thing. Yeah. Um, that only is like benefits you and not saying that following Jesus doesn't benefit you. It benefits you literally the most ever by giving you eternal life. Um, but here on this side of heaven, following Jesus, like is going to cost you something. Right. I um, mean, it looks different for everybody. So I think kind of a check for me sometimes when I'm thinking about this idea is like, okay, when's the last time that I sacrificed, not because it benefited me or even benefited someone else, but because I felt like That was what God was calling me to do. Like, when's the last time I said no to something I wanted to say yes to or I did something I didn't want to? Like, when's the last time that I chose because I'm a follower of Jesus to do something that I didn't want to do? Um, And that's not really answering our question, how do we know? But for those of you who are following Jesus, I think that's a question to ask yourself totally pretty regularly of like, hey, Am I just a, a cultural Christian yeah. or does my faith cost me something? Yeah. No, I, I think I think that is potentially an answer to this question because I do think true faith is costly. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think if you are potentially willing to sacrifice something uh, for the faith or for following Jesus, that is proof that you have a faith mm-hmm. or that you are willing to follow Jesus. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a really good thing to talk about because, like, even what Zach was saying a little bit of, like, the difference between a worshiper and believer and what we see in Lydia, and when you start thinking about that, it's a worthy thing for us to spend our time thinking about mm-hmm. and wrestling with um, for our own life and for people in our lives because it can be a little bit alarming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it should be at yeah. a certain extent. And, Clay, you and I were talking before— uh, just about this passage in Matthew 7 mm-hmm. where Jesus says, On that day many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Ugh. Depart yeah. from me. Yeah. You're workers, you workers of lawlessness. Like we can have 
all the right things in place and do all the right things and be good and donate to charity and love people and blah, 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 show up to every church thing ever and miss the main thing. That's right. The gospel. Yeah. So what does that mean? As yeah. someone who's panicking because of what you totally. just read, because that is a very <laughs> yeah. stressful verse yeah. to me personally. Um Okay, you're saying you're well, missing the main thing. You're missing yeah. the gospel. What is yeah. that? Well, I think it starts with uh, having this idea that the gospel and what Jesus um, has come for us for is not to make bad people good. It's to make, make dead people alive. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and so we start getting in this yeah. like mindset of like, oh, I'm, I've got all these good things in my life. Jesus didn't die on the cross for those good things. Mm. He died on the cross for us because we were dead in our sins, condemned, separated from him for eternity. Mm -hmm. And he came to make us alive. And so, you know, we've got to ask the question, has God made us alive? Not just like our life a little bit better and we've gotten, you know, we've progressed in this area and we've cut this sin out of our life. But like, has there been a moment or, you know, it could be over a period of time where we truly have given our life to Christ, invited him in, and say, Jesus, you're my Savior and my Lord. Come make me alive because I'm dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's what the gospel is. Mm-hmm. And I think there's great assurance. Romans ten thirteen says this, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Yeah. That's what we have to do. Yeah. You know? That's really good. And I do think for a lot of us we have, there is, our faith can be, we can, yeah, our faith can be increased or we can be reminded of our faith or know it is genuine. If we have that moment in our lives that we can kind of point back to yeah. and say, that's when I accepted Jesus. That's totally. when I followed him. But I do think about the person who doesn't necessarily have that point. Yeah, uh, I think about myself. Right. I mean, my my conversion story was when I was six and I was on the front row and my parents weren't letting me have communion because I wasn't quote unquote saved. And then I screamed and cried and they had to take me out of the service. And then I accepted Jesus into my heart so I yeah. could have communion. <laughs> like, yeah. that's my testimony. Totally. Uh, and that, but I truly believe, like, as a kid, I knew and I understood because since then there hasn't been a moment totally. where it all clicked. It was just a general sanctification, a general growth in that direction. So for that person, like. Well, yeah, I would love to ask you then, how do you. Like, remind yourself that this is real. No, well, I think it's, like I said, it's the continual growth in that direction. And I think a big way to know your faith is genuine is looking back from, you know, your faith as a kid is different than your faith now, and it should be. Um, And if it's not, then maybe you should be asking some questions because as the Holy Spirit dwells inside of you, um, he leads you and he guides you and he ultimately sanctification is creating you to be more and more like Christ. Um, so it's it's good for you to to kind of look back on your life and see the areas you have grown in and see kind of how he has moved in your life and how you believe him more now than you did then. Yeah. Um, but also looking back and seeing the, the staple moments, because even though I didn't have like, oh, oh, I'm an adult and now I'm going from death to life, there are moments throughout my story where I can point back to him and be like, he was totally. so present in that moment with me. Mm-hmm. He helped me get out of that t- 
temptation. He rescued me from here. And continually reminding yourself when you're in those moments of like, am I? Because honestly, that idea used to, I was that kid that stood up every youth group camp to get saved because I was so terrified that I wasn't, even though like looking back now, I know that I was, my small group leader would like tug my hand down. (laughs) He's like, we did this like last week. Like, (laughs) um, that's good. But it's those moments of, okay, I've seen God move in my life. And like, I know him, like you just know him. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I think you have evidence that the Holy Spirit is in your life mm-hmm. and he's working in you. I mean, that's what sanctification is, right. is you're progressively becoming more like Jesus right. over time. And, and if that's happening, that's some pretty good evidence yeah. that you have a faith. I, I mean, I think too, like um, I heard a quote years ago, uh, just simple, like preach the gospel to yourself daily, mm-hmm. you know? And I was one of those kids, like fourth grade. I was sitting in the living room on a Friday night with my sister and she led me to Jesus Mm-hmm. I don't know the date, but I know it was like September of fourth grade, whenever that is. Um, wow, it's I don't remember anniversary. all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe it happened. Happy Christian birthday! <laughs> yeah. Um, but then you know, there's a ton of other people I know in my life, and like you, Allie, that it's just like I don't remember the specific date and time. It was just kind of this conglomeration mm-hmm. of um, events and this journey of walking towards Jesus. But through all of that, it's trusting him, mm-hmm. whether it's at one day and one prayer or, you know, a couple years that I'm a new creation mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Holy, like Ephesians tells us that when we're born again, the Holy spirit comes to live inside of us. And that's the seal on our hearts as believers while we're still still here on earth. We have to recognize what Jesus did for us, but also recognize the God that we serve. Throughout scripture, we're told to fear God. Yes. Yep. Not like snuggle. I don't know. And, totally. And, and we all, like like I said, I don't want to undervalue the love of God because it's abundant and it's big and mm-hmm. it's so important. But at the end of the day, we serve a powerful creator God yes. who who's righteous, who's, who's righteous, who's perfect, yeah. who requires perfection. That's why he had to send his perfect son. Yeah. And so I think sometimes— And the gospel loses its beauty. That's exactly right. Totally. If we don't believe so that. Good. Yeah. We yeah. want a righteous God. Exactly. Right. It's beautiful about Yeah, that. exactly. Yeah, so I think—and I'm so— so guilty of just thinking of God as a teddy bear. I mean, going into that, <laughs> I wanted to bring this up earlier. <laughs> I mean, that's what the only thing I can, you know. Like a little Build-A-Bear? We just yeah. build them however we want to. And we, we put them in our room and we're like, we'll come hang put with you Put a little like, voice memo. <laughs> yeah, I love you. I love, just you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bear. <laughs> but like, no, but listen, like big James powerful. 2, 2.19, literally following the verse about uh, I will show you my faith by my works. 2.19 says, you believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe mm. and shudder. Yeah. You so guys even are pulling the, out all the tough verses today. Even the demons know who God is, yeah. just like that we're talking about, Lydia and all this. The demons know who God is, but they don't believe in him. They're not obviously placing their faith in him. They right. shudder. And again, that's- They're afraid of him exactly. because he's very powerful Exactly. That was my point and oh, how sorry. I was bringing it into I'm this. I'm really sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> Yeah, um, but it's just interesting. Yeah, to your point, we definitely like to soften God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we don't like to think about the consequences of our actions or like yeah. how this is going to affect us eternally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and I would say too, like I just want to. I'm thinking about you know a young adult that's listening to this. Maybe they're 25 or 
28. And, you know, they might even feel a little bit of shame around the idea of when they reflect back on their life of, hey, I'm actually not sure I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. But I've been doing this church thing for a while. Yeah. And that can be um, hard mm-hmm. to, like, even accept that reality. And it honestly can be even a little bit embarrassing to be like, actually, the last 15 years, I don't think we're, like, genuine. Yeah. You know? But some of the most powerful, powerful times I've seen God move is when a 65-year-old man walks the aisle and he's been in church his entire life mm-hmm. and he's like, hey, I've done the right things. I've played the game, mm-hmm. but I was missing the main thing the entire time and I'm here to give my life to Jesus, mm-hmm. you know? And that's such a beautiful thing and, and there's no shame around that. No. And I do think we have these, if someone is feeling that and they're they're wondering... That's kind of what this whole podcast is about. But like, I do think there are assurances that we can hold on to. Totally. And maybe you're wondering, am I saved or yeah, like, has this all been fake for the last 10 years or whatever? Um, I do think we have these things that point us to the fact that it is true and that we do believe these things um, and it is real and we can rest in that because when we're talking about hell and demons and all this stuff, it can definitely start to make us a little anxious and worried. Um, But thankfully, God is a good God who gives us these assurances of our faith Mm -hmm. that help us to know, hey, no, we don't have to worry. We are going to receive eternal life um, and we're going to get to spend eternity with him. And I even like, I meant to, I was going to bring this up earlier too, but going back to Pakluda, that evangelism question he always uses, like, how confident are you that you're going to be in heaven one day on a scale from one to 10? And if you're a Christian, everyone should say a 10 right. because we are, we should know for a fact, we are promised that. Um, yeah. But he talks about how majority of people say like a seven, yeah. a five. It's like, yeah. And God's not the author of fear. Mm-mm. No. There's no fear in perfect love. So, you know, his aim in him being righteous and even wrathful, you know, all of those things is not to put the fear in us that we're going to live our days on this earth fearful that we might not make it in. Yeah. And everyone has the assurance available to them, you know? Right. Everyone can be a 10. Right. That they know they're going to heaven because of them putting their faith in Jesus. Right. And I do think we will face these tests and have to go through these doubts in order to know for sure that we have this faith. So, I mean, like to your point, we could be a Christian very easily. Yeah. It wasn't difficult. Mm -mm. But I do think going forward, even for young adults who are listening to the podcast, like I think it's going to keep getting harder. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it's necessarily cool to be Christian anymore. And it's not the thing that people want to do necessarily because Christians, yeah, it's kind of weird, like some of the things we do. Yeah. Um, And so I do think if you are willing to uh, pay the cost yeah. and continue to follow Jesus and be a Christian, then that's going to be proof right there yeah. that you believe this stuff, number one. I was just, um, I heard a guy speak. He does mission work over in the Middle East with um, baptizing or, you know, evangelism. And he was baptizing some people over there, you know, very hard context, Islam context, um, not Christian friendly at all. Yeah. And 
he he was talking about how it takes him months even for them to decide to be baptized because going public in their faith is such a risky yeah exactly hard thing yeah you know they're they're basically giving up everything their family at, at times risking their life but he always asked them this question before he baptizes them of um you know are you willing to suffer for the cause of Christ and then they respond and say it is my honor mm. to join my savior in suffering wow Oof. and i'm not sure we're there right but what a beautiful thing <laughs> yeah i mean what an honor I mean, yeah, First Peter 1, 7, these have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor with, when Jesus Christ is revealed. Yeah. So I think as you go through those types of things, your faith is going to be revealed as genuine totally. because if it's not, you're not going to do it. You're not going to fight for it. So no. I do think that is, number one, costly. Number two, going back to what you said, I think is conviction, mm. uh, just feeling the conviction of the Holy Spirit, knowing, hey, what I'm doing is wrong and I can't go on anymore. And beginning to, like, I have to ask for forgiveness. I have to tell somebody what's going on in my life. Like, confession is a huge thing. Yeah. And I even think about um, David, who was a man after God's own heart. And it wasn't because he always did the right thing and he got it perfect every single time. We know that. But it was because he had a repentant heart. He was willing to confess and he knew when he had done wrong and he always took it to the Lord. Yeah. And we see that throughout the Psalms. We see it in First, Second Samuel, all that. Uh, so costly conviction. And then number three, I think, is kind of like fruit or sanctification yeah. or conforming to God's will. Yeah. I was trying to make it three C's. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's good. Um, Con- conforming. Exactly. Con- yeah. Consuming. Yeah. Fruit. Costly conviction, conforming. Got it. Yeah. That's good. Um, conforming. Write that down. Yeah. So just become, becoming more like Jesus, being sanctified. You talked about that over the course of your life, even um, if you don't have that moment to point back to. I think if you have progressively seen your life becoming more and more like Christ, that's just more proof that um, you have a yeah. true saving faith and you believe Great. what you are talking about. Awesome. I think those are our three today. It's fun. That's a lot fun. of scripture. A lot of scripture lot of coming stuff. at you today. Job, a lot guys. of good stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, excited about this series. Yeah. Going to continue talking about it, um, living the dream. I don't know what else is going to come out of these, uh, but that was a fun question to talk about today. Had a great gathering. Yeah. And we will, yeah, see you next time. See ya. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the NPYA podcast. To learn more about us, you can follow us on social media at North Point Young Adults or head to our website, northpoint.org slash youngadults. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss one. See y'all next time.